The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> What's up, everyone? You are back with District Baseball. Congratulations. You just hit the best baseball source you could possibly come upon, whether you're on YouTube, audio form, wherever it may be. We appreciate you joining us. I am Nick. You can follow me on Twitter at the Coach Moose. He is Trey. You can follow him on Twitter at reverse two R's, two S's in the show at District BSB. Ranking season rolls on, but unfortunately comes to a close tonight. But we are talking about all of the pitchers in baseball, maybe not all of them, but the top 10 starting pitchers and top five or so relief pitchers that we'll cover at the end. Before we get to all of that, Trey, what's going on? Nick, I think it's uh, I think it's time for uh, overreaction Monday, which it's actually Sunday when we record this, but this is coming out on Monday, which also, by the way, that was an NFL live segment. So I'm ripping that off. But uh, James <laughs> Wood has two home runs in two games. Uh, so I'm feeling great, honestly. Uh because that's happened obviously spring training doesn't really mean all that much but uh building some hype for uh, for me at least um but yeah we're going to get into our uh top 10 uh starting pitchers for the majority of the episode and i I was discussing with with nick before about how i don't think that there's a true dominant number one starting pitcher right now there's some injuries as well with guys that aren't going to be pitching a full season or even at all in 2024 um, so that's kind of hurt the overall crop. It's still a great group, um, but it's it's hard to tell who's the the overall number one. But I think um, we have placed Garrett Cole at number one. I think that's probably appropriate, given that he's coming off of a Cy Young season um, where he led the, the American League in ERA and innings pitched. And those are my two favorite stats for judging for awards. Um, so, yeah, Garrett Cole comes in at number one. He pretty much has been this good since he got traded from Pittsburgh uh going to the Astros where they basically were like hey you should throw high in the zone and he's like yeah that's probably a good idea and believe it or not it works for him uh so he was excellent last year um the Yankees as a whole that pitching staff should look a little bit better with with guys getting healthy um and the addition of Marcus Stroman uh so if Cole continues to be that guy for them that's going to be uh, good for for them going forward and uh, for a potential playoff push. Yeah, um, just to to go back and preface this list, um, it, it just feels very weird not to include guys like Scherzer, Degrom, mm-hmm. Otani, Verlander, uh, Alcantara. I mean, he's a, a relative newcomer, but he was absolutely dominant. Uh, it just feels very weird. So like Garrett Cole finally comes in at this number one spot, which we were kind of wondering, especially after the signing with New York and granted he's been there for four years now. Um, like, was he ever, first of all, was he ever going to get that si- elusive Cy Young, which he finally did. And was he really going to not regain form? That makes it sound like he was really bad in New York. Like he's still been very solid, but it wasn't quite to the level of Houston. 
And, you know, there that leads to a whole nother conversation of sticky stuff and whatever the Houston lab was doing. And da, 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 da. I'm, I'm not trying to get in all that. But just to your point about, you know, not having a true number one, like Garrett Cole has earned it, but somehow it still doesn't feel right. If that makes yeah, sense. I, it, like, it's, it's weird. It's definitely. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Like if someone says Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in baseball, which is effectively what we're claiming. You're not going to disagree. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> but it doesn't feel right. Like yeah, It feels like there should be someone better than Garrett Cole. And again, that's not the most analytical breakdown, but that's just kind of like how I feel looking at this ranking. I texted you when you know we were combining our ranks. This feels like the most unsure top 10 I have ever done in any year. Um, just because this feels like the you know how people say the hall of fame is the hall of very good, not the hall of fame or whatever. This feels like the list of very good, but not yeah. the list of the 10 best pitchers like that in, you know, it, it just, just it, yeah, there's it's no a weird dominant year. guys. Like, I mean, the, the weird dominant wheelers dominant, like there's dominant mm. players, but it's just like, yeah, they're not, they haven't been that dominant for like multiple years in a row. Like when we had like Scherzer mm. with the Nats when he was at his peak, and then De- Degrom obviously had multiple seasons where he was the clear cut number one best guy. And I don't think we really have that. Um, but like again, we don't want to be acting like these guys are are bad pitchers or, or anything right. because they're clearly not. Garrett Cole was excellent last year, and he's been a great pitcher throughout his career. Um, but so let's see if he can if he can establish himself as the top guy. Maybe he can if he can repeat uh, that season. Uh, that's going to be tough because it was a very good season, but it's possible he is a very good pitcher um, and he's still relatively in his prime. So um, looking for him uh, to kind of establish that number one spot if he can. Um, but a guy that will be challenging for that number one spot and has been for years at this point is Zach Wheeler, uh, at num- who is our number two. Uh, ERA wise, 3.6. It wasn't really the best for Zach Wheeler. Um However, I feel like, you know, a lot of Phillies uh, pitchers have had some issues with their FIP and their ERA not matching up because they've had not had some defensive issues. Um, now, that is hopefully going to be a little bit alleviated this season because they won't have to play Kyle Schwarber in the field, hopefully, uh, for their sake anyways. Uh, so that should help some of their their pitching. But um, FIP wise, Zach Wheeler was excellent. And that's kind of what I'm looking at for predictive reasons. Uh, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna give you a, almost 200 innings probably. And he's going to give you, uh, excellent strikeout numbers. He doesn't walk a ton of guys. He's got great command. He's got great stuff, pretty much everything you want in an ACE top of the rotation guy. Uh, that's Zach Wheeler. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what the next, season two has in store for Zach Wheeler. He has such an interesting career. And I feel like we said this with the Grom versus Syndergaard and Harvey. And now we're almost kind of saying it with Wheeler and versus maybe not the Grom. The Grom obviously derailed by injuries, but like who who would have thought like Wheeler would arguably be the best of that bunch. You know, yeah, that, that came I, from I the agree. Mets system. Especially um, when we and, watched him back then. <laughs> right. And obviously his career really took off uh, when he signed with Philly. Uh, reports lately that they're discussing, 
discussing another contract extension as he's going into his uh, contract year, final year in Philly. So it looks like they're trying to lock him up for presumably the remainder of his career. I mean, he's entering his age 34 season. So uh, I doubt it would just be a one or two year pact uh, if they were to extend him. Um, But getting into who Zach Wheeler is, I mean, last year his ERA like – jumped a little bit, but all of the peripherals were still without well within reason. And he was in, in if you take ERA out of it, he like he was almost better in a lot of categories, like more innings and and um you know lower uh what what's the uh, walks per nine mm-hmm. and more strikes strikeouts per nine. So like a, a lot of the the stuff he was just as good if not better, even though the ERA went up. So it's like if you're just an ERA merchant you know, this is kind of an argument that ERA isn't everything and ERA is a little bit more of a team stat than, you know, people like to admit. Um, but Zach Wheeler is very, very good. Again, still doesn't feel right saying he's the second best pitcher in baseball, but that's no disrespect <laughs> to Zach Wheeler. Like he, he is very, very good. And uh, whatever Philly did with him has clearly worked. And I don't blame them for trying to extend uh, him into his late thirties, because this seems like it's going to play maybe not to, you know, a side long side young level competitor, but um, you know, it seems like it'll play late into his, his career. Like he'll be a fine pitcher. So uh, yeah, Zach Wheeler, number two seems solid. Yep. And then moving on to number three, I think I convinced you a little bit uh, with, a little the, bit. with this guy. Um my guy, Logan Webb, comes in at number three. Now, we might have him a little higher than other people do um, because, you know, peripherals is generally what you're looking at when you're trying well, to Well, you just love things. run prevention. That's why he's here. I love a good innings eater and run preventer. I don't care how it's done. I just like it. Uh, and, and Logan Webb gets the job done. He led the league in innings pitched with 216. And he had a, a great earn run average of 3.25. And his FIP was 3.16, which actually lines right up with Zach Wheeler at 3.15. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, peripherals are actually on his side because he he is so elite at getting the ground ball. And that's definitely the biggest thing. His, he's got one of the best changeups in the game. He'll actually give up some hard contact. But the thing is, it's all ground balls. It's all right at his, his his third baseman, right at a shortstop, right at his second baseman, you know, uh, right at his first baseman, even. Um, so, you know, it gets the defense involved. It keeps them on their toes. I like that aspect. Uh, and the, it's just the innings. The innings today are so important for me because there's just it doesn't happen statistically. Anymore. Statistically, there's so few players who get to 200 plus so if you get mm-hmm. to that 200 plus i am automatically on board with you even if you have like a four era because you're still Feels- you're still helping your team in a, in a big way by eating those innings so i'm a big fan of logan webb and i'm hoping that it can continue to show that ground ball pitchers and innings eaters are very valuable <laughs> yeah incredibly valuable and not to mention he plays at arguably the most pitcher friendly park in baseball so not saying i'm not trying to argue like the cores effect or anything like that what i'm saying (laughs) yeah what i'm saying is like you know he kind of belongs here i mean he's just very very good definitely he has he has a lot of things going for him is more of my argument than anything um but yeah your, your point about the 200 innings absolutely a place it kind of feels like 
almost like the the 200 hits um, for position players. Although Luis Arias, like, look at it this way. Luis Arias had 203 hits last year, and he was, like, heralded as, like, one of the, you know, best season since Ted Williams, like, like, you know, that, that kind of conversation, which Luis arrives. I mean, he hit 354. He deserves, deserves some credit, but like 200 hits used to be a, a fairly common thing. Like you would get a couple guys that did it each year. And now it's like, ghost. I think town. it was, um, was it just him and Freeman that did it last year? Did Freeman do, I thought Freeman he did. He, just short. I think, I think he did, but yeah, either way, you're absolutely spot on. It's just like, yeah. The, those two stats are kind of the, that 200 mark is kind of just become yeah and I don't, yeah, tougher to Fre- get to. <laughs> yeah. Freeman did do it, which was crazy. It's the first time for Freeman's done it in his career. I know, which is so, wild because he's like such a good hitter and yeah. Yeah. Just guys wow. don't swing the bat quite as often. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Logan Webb. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely rising on him um, in general in terms of like become or uh, an elite pitcher in baseball. Um I think he's a sneaky side, not maybe not so sneaky anymore, but like a, a really good value pick for a, a Cy Young this yeah. year. Um, you know, Otani's not pitching and mentioned all these injuries. And I guess a lot of those guys are now in the AL anyways. So it kind of just opens up uh, Logan Webb. We'll see where Blake Snell still signs. It, it's amazing how every year we do this, or not every year, every week we do this show, and we're still talking about how Blake Snell is is unsigned. Although <laughs> Cody is. Bellinger finally did sign. Finally, uh, at two a.m. last night. Yeah, we forgot to mention that uh, a totally like unrealistic deal for the Nats. Uh, no way they could ever afford it. Certainly, um, makes no sense for the Nats whatsoever. Dude, that deal is um, a joke. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm talking about anything but Logan Webb right now. Anyways, <laughs> Logan Webb. Uh, yeah, I, I really like his game. Uh, like I said, he has a lot going for him. You mentioned the, the ground ball rate. Like it, it's getting better and better. Certainly, you know, a market jump from 2022, and he was great in 2022 as well. So now he's learning to pitch to contact a little bit more, which you know directly um, correlates with the increase in innings. I wouldn't be shocked if he pitched over 200 innings again. The Giants on paper seem to be a little bit better, so that should help, you know, maybe his wins and kind of, uh, you know, other other um yeah get some more eyes on him (laughs) yeah yeah like kind of the sexy eye-popping numbers it should help a little bit uh when that team's a little bit more competitive so we'll see Uh, i'm not certainly not going to put too much stock into the giants um but yeah logan webb he's he of the top three it sounds crazy of the top three i have him you know i feel most comfortable about him in the top three which is kind of baffling considering garrett cole's on the list but that's just kind of (laughs) where where we're at like I, i think logan webb is He's like the new. He he's the the person the baton's being passed to, like Garrett Cole, um, Zach Wheeler, like mid thirties. Yeah, they've been doing it. Yep. Right, and now Logan Webb is like entering the conversation. Yeah. So, and we're speak. not that crazy, by the way. He did finish like third in Cy Young voting. Yeah, so it's not year, a so. huge stretch, especially <laughs> when you factor in injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the perfect kind of pitcher to throw a lot of innings consistently because he doesn't have to rely on velocity so much. Um, yeah. So, so that's he'll be able to you know increase his his innings. Um, but then we move to a kind of a totally different type of pitcher, <laughs> almost yeah, completely almost opposite. the opposite. Yeah. With Blake Snell coming in at number four, who, like we mentioned, is not signed still, uh, which is wild. But uh, he obviously is coming off the uh, Cy Young Award that he won. 
he he threw some innings. Uh, not he didn't go crazy, but 180 innings. That's that's very solid. And yeah. the <laughs> the run prevention and the hit prevention were pretty much unbelievable. They basically were they just were like just throw the ball. Like if you walk a mm-hmm. guy, if you walk two guys, I don't care because you're gonna strike out the next three. You're gonna get a dude to hit a ground ball that no, nobody can hit his pitches. <laughs> he he like easily led the league in hits per nine. Uh, and this is now the second time he's done this in his career with his with the Cy Young. So uh, very interesting. It's just I, I'm not sure exactly how to predict him going forward because he did it in such a unique way. But I also can't see him falling that far, uh, even if, you know, it's maybe some some Lux type things turn around. But um, yeah, he's just his his breaking stuff specifically is essentially unhittable. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and he and he did walk a lot of guys. And it just didn't matter. They just, it just didn't matter. So he might be the one guy that can buck the trend of walks really hurting you all the time. Um, but we have to kind of wait and see because uh, he also had a couple seasons before last year where he wasn't, you know, amazing. He was still really good, but not amazing. So I'm interested. I'm just kind of interested to see his career progression from here uh, going forward. He's just an, a very interesting player, but first he's got to get on a team. Yeah, he's of anyone in this top 10. He I know he belongs here. He's very difficult to rank. Yeah, Um, because there's a legitimate argument against him. Now, I think that goes to a certain extent, like for those saying Blake Snell is not worth the money he's commanding. eh, I that's where you kind of lose me. I mean, two-time Cy Young Award winner, I care about results. I, you know, yeah, the walks are, are a little bit high, but, I mean, I'm taking the, the strikeouts and the ERA and, like, all of the, the run prevention numbers. Like, uh, his, his stuff is just so good. If you give me 180 innings every year, I'm going to be just fine. I'm not going to be crying that you didn't give me 20 more innings, especially if it leads to, you know, good results for the team. The crazy thing about him, and I, I guess if you think about it with him not going deep in the games uh, very often, he's only had two years with more than 10 wins, with more than nine wins, and both of them he won a Cy Young, <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> nuts. Um Yet again, a, a reason why wins are a team stat more than anything. Um, but it, yeah, it's just crazy. He started over 30 games for only the second time in his career. Both times he's won a Cy Young. So it's like, you know, a, a direct correlation between health um, and productivity with him. Like even in the years where he's been banged up, like I think 2022, he missed the start of the year and then came on um about halfway through the year maybe just before and was like really really strong but you know the Padres are I might be mixing up my years but um <laughs> it, it just like yeah he definitely had some injury the troubles yeah yeah he kind of just got lost in the shuffle with his injury troubles and uh all of the big names on the Padres but like he, he's been solid when he's been pitching it's just how often he's been pitching but when he's healthy he's one of the best pitchers in, in baseball like it, yep. it, there's just no debating it so he definitely belongs on this list. Four seems a little high for me, but it's just a weird year for pitchers. It, it, it is. just it definitely is. is. So I, I have no problem with it. And uh, certainly, you know, there the numbers are, are hard to uh, argue against in a lot of respects. Two times Cy Young Award winner, only one of those guys on this list. 
Yep, that is true. Um, and we might be looking at a potential future Cy Young winner in our number five spot, as much as I don't like to say that, because number mm -hmm. five is Spencer Strider of the Atlanta Braves. Now, I gave Strider some crap, not necessarily him specifically, but more so the media around his season last year, because he was being his pushed fans. so hard to be a Cy Young winner. When it just wasn't going to happen, he had a he would have been point... one of the worst Cy Young winners of all time. Had I, I mean, it, it would have been bad because he was he had a three maybe not Bartolo Colon bad, but <laughs> it would have been bad. Uh, yeah, though he had a so he had a three eight six ERA. And listen, I know that we're talking about FIP a lot about you know different metrics here that's trying to predict things, but at the end of the day, the awards are about the results. So I know that his his FIP was really good, and I know that he struck out like the most batters per nine innings at the amount of innings he threw like ever in the history of the game. Uh, but that doesn't matter for, for Cy Young voting. Having said that it does matter for my prediction, uh, which is why he gets a, a top five spot because yeah, he's pretty freaking good. Uh, he, he is striking out batters at a rate that we've never seen before. Um, his, his real only flaw was the Homer. He gave up the Homer at, you know, kind of an, a slightly above average rate. He wasn't actually like ridiculously bad with the homers, but he also gave them up at bad times. So that can be a contributing factor towards the the difference between his ERA and his FIP, um, as well as, you know, other defensive factors. Sometimes guys just get unlucky. Um, but either way, I'm pretty confident that he's going to have a good season and he's definitely going to be a guy to look out for to win the Cy Young. I'm just gonna say he's gonna win the Cy Young this year. He, it's kind, of, it kind of feels like it's gonna happen. It, it just is. It's I mean, like so yeah. much of the awards is like <laughs> best player, best team, and pitching. You can't really do that, but they're going to because his stats are like so many of his stats are really good. Like the strikeouts per nine, his ERA was probably the only thing that held him back last year from beating out Snell because people are so you know, hyper-focus on the walks with Snell that they are not yeah. really looking at anything else. Like, people will talk about, oh, Snell doesn't pitch deep into games. Spencer Strider only had six more innings pitched than Snell did last year. Yeah. So it, it's like they're, they're so hyper-focused on, you know, opposite ends, the walks with Snell and the strikeouts with Strider. Uh, but I do think if his ERA is like a 3-3 and all the other numbers stay the same, I guess the home runs might have to come down, but like all the other numbers stay the same and he has like a 3-3 ERA, He's he's gonna win Cy Young. Like yeah. he is very very good. I'm not trying to to deny that. It's just it a little bit of uh too much too soon with him. Like he he's only 24. He I will I have no doubt in my mind he will win a Cy Young at some point. And I just said it like right here that I I think he'll win it this year. But I am not ready to say he's like one of the game's best, which kind of sounds backwards but you know it, that's just how it is there there's yeah. plenty of guys that win one Cy Young and then they're just good the rest of their careers but they're not ever back to that level like the list is so long um and I don't know if that's where Strider's gonna go he, he's still very young like I mentioned but right now there he is a little overrated because he gets a lot of hype and that just it comes with the territory of the Braves and you know that insanely stacked team He's going to get that hype because there's so many eyes on the Braves, but I'm not ready to, you know, put him, you know, top three yet. Yeah. But four and, or what five sounds just about right. 
Yeah, and uh, again, if he if he has another season similar to this, where he maybe brings the RA a little bit, which could flip because like we, I mean, his FIP was two eight five. He was clearly right. slightly unlucky, regardless of anything that happened. But um, you know, if he can bring that closer together with a similar innings and similar K numbers, then yeah, he's going to be in the top three. <laughs> you know, he had a one eight three FIP in twenty twenty two. Yeah, no, he was uh, on a rate basis in 22. <laughs> he was very he was good. <laughs> insane. And even in yeah. 23 as well. But like, yeah, no, he's he, and yeah, he's, I just said he's on the freaking Braves, man. That's basically <laughs> what it is. It just hurts. Basically what it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. uh, speaking of guys, I like to win the Cy Young this year. I'm go- I'm doing it. I'm I, doing it. I love Number it. Six- Number six is Kevin Gosman. He's going to win the Cy Young this year. I love it. I love it. I, yeah, I and you had him at four, right? I had him at four. Uh, yeah, I had him at four. You had it down at seven, so it's your fault. Um, <laughs> but I really like Kevin Gosman's game. I can't, truly cannot believe that this is the same pitcher that was horrible in Baltimore, that was kind of horrible for the Braves, that was horrible in Cincinnati, and you know take it back to the logan webb thing you know went to san francisco and revived his career yep uh to the point where now he he's one of the the older guys he hasn't really done it yet because he's more of a, a relative newcomer to that top echelon status but man i i really like his game and his pitch usage um last year wasn't his best but it was still very, very good. 316, 297 FIP. All of those like peripherals are, are really supportive of him. It, it, it sounds again, not the most like in-depth analytical, but like I, I think there's just bigger problems with the Blue Jays. And I I can't really, you know, back up that claim. But you look at Vladdy, you look at some of the other guys, it's just like, why are we not getting consistent results? And it feels like it's just a, a Blue Jays problem. Um, but Kevin Gosman is kind of bucking that trend in, in some respects because he's been able to do this in spite of a, a tumultuous situation in, in uh, Toronto between playing in Florida and, you know, underperforming and all this stuff. Um, Kevin Gosman is the real deal. And that's kind of just how I have so much faith in him. And I think this is the year in what is just – I mean, we're talking about this top 10 is what is is just a weird year for pitchers. So I think you'll see guys like Kevin Gosman and potentially Spencer Strider be both be first time Cy Young award winners. Um, and I I am standing on standing on that. I'm playing standing on business. I, I think, He's standing on business. Yeah, already. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I was like, ah, do I want to because I'm like, it's teasing it a little bit for our uh, season predictions episode. But I really like uh, what Kevin Gosman does. High ground ball rate, which I really like. Yeah. And I definitely like Gosman, too. I did have him a little bit lower at number seven, but um, obviously a huge fan. Uh, the reason I had him a little bit lower is just because he is slightly older than some of these other guys, um, but he's only 33. So it's not like he's you know, ancient or anything. Uh, And pretty much everything lines up for him the past three seasons. He's just been very, very solid. He gives you innings. He's going to be one of the top strikeout guys uh, in the league. I think he was the top strikeout guy in the AL last year. Um, Yeah. So um, if he can bring the walks back down to that 2022 level and can, and keep this 
uh, yeah. his, his strikeouts at the same rate, then you could, I could definitely see it because honestly, 2022, he was, he, well, he was actually unlucky though. He, he was pretty right. unlucky because if you look at the metrics, he's, he was your Cy Young, but yeah. uh, you know, same thing, you know, his, his ERA, just the result wasn't there. And who he won it that year? Who, who was the AL in my brain is not working. Uh, oh. All right. Okay. I can do this. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. This wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. No, it wasn't for land. Burns was 21 in the NL. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to do this. All right. I got one in the wrong league. Yeah. In the wrong year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, um, Okay. 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 Uh, Cease. Who beat Cease? Cease came in second. It wasn't Cole last year. No. Or last year, uh, yes, but 2022, no. Red. Someone that's hurt? It's got to be maybe someone that's changed teams because I'm going through the AL and I cannot. Did Otani win? No. <laughs> um, shoot. Can I not? Why, why, why is this so hard? AL 22. Uh, I'm also blanking. Okay. This feels all right. This is turning into a trivia episode, but I'm like, yeah, I'm I'll just, lo- I'll just cut, out. I'll just cut this, most of this. No, 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 no. I want to leave it in. Oh, really? <laughs> as long as it doesn't go too far. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to, I need to get this. Um, White Sox, Tigers, Twins, Guardian. No, Bieber won in 20. Yeah. So who beat C's? I know C's came in second. Yeah, he C's did. was everyone's pick for 2023 and he sucked who beat sees <laughs> i have no it idea. wasn't framber valdez right he didn't win no no verlander verlander it was fucking that's, verlander was it verlander that's what pretty, i said but i did was it verlander it feel no right. wait was he 20 ah was he 21 though when he did, might have been 21 no i guess because he was hurt wasn't he oh shit no Come i on. think it is verlander i couldn't remember when verlander signed with the mets yeah, right. okay. It was 20, 2022. He won the Cy Young. That's correct. Yeah, it was Verlander. <laughs> it was Verlander. That took us way too All high. that for like the most obvious answer. I know. And it's funny because like, yeah, he's, it's just, I just like kind of forget about him because he's so old now, but like he, it wasn't, he was 39 right. when he won that. So, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back Kevin, to it. Where were we? <laughs> yeah, no idea. Kevin Gosman, uh, very good. A little bit unlucky in 2022, um, <laughs> but it seemed to be a stack pitching year. So I think he has the, the stuff to do it, and uh, he's my pick for Cy Young in 2024. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, moving on. The next guy on our list has won a Cy Young before and very well could win another one this year in the AL. And that is Corbin Burns, the newest member of the Baltimore may Orioles. Or may, may or may not be my pick. Oh, little tease there as well. Um, <laughs> I, I can't blame you. I think, you know, I was talking about the Blue Jays situation again, not entirely plugged in into that, uh, you know, social media in, in that team. But the Brewers kind of seem the same way. I mean, they let their manager go to a division rival for nothing. Right. So that kind of just gives you some insight to how that organization runs. And I'm sure Corbin Burns has to be uh, breathing a deep sigh of relief to be out of that organization and be on. Are you I mean, they were the best team in the American League last year. Right. Statistically. Yeah, they, they faltered in the playoffs and maybe there's rest versus rust arguments there. But the Orioles needed pitching and they got arguably the best pitcher they could. I, yeah. I mean, like if. All right. Definitely we, one we of talked, them. We talked about people saying Garrett Cole, best pitcher in baseball. If someone comes to me and says Corbin Burns is the best pitcher in baseball, I'm not arguing. Yeah. And I mean, you, that would be accurate over the past three seasons anyway. Right. So. Like, I'm not arguing like he. I think reacting to last year in an extreme way would be a major and unfortunate overreaction. And the fact that he's not even 30 yet, Corbin Burns feels like he's been in the league for 10 years. He feels (laughs) like he's a a Garrett Cole or someone like that. But I think people are just forgetting how good he was from 20, like 2020. I'm going to include it because it helps the argument from 2020, (laughs) 2022, he was exceptional. Even like, yeah, last year was like a small hiccup, but he's still the three three nine ERA. It's not like he was absolutely awful and unwatchable, and you you just couldn't throw him out there. Like he he was very very good, and he's been outside twenty nineteen, which I he only started four games, so I don't know what happened there. But he's been very very good his entire career. Um, so I think when someone shows you who they are when you have six ish seasons the ish being 2020 six ish seasons of like really really good like performance you just believe it corbin burns is really really good and honestly i think this is too low on corbin burns i kind of wish i put him higher but maybe i was overreacting a little heavily to uh 2023 but i really like your pick if that is your pick i i won't have you spoil anything I, I really like it he needs to get his walks back down that was the big killer last year his strikeouts went down his walks went up but if he can get back to kind of his career norm um averages for those two stats we're going to see a really really good pitcher on a really really good team yeah so i'm i'm i'll, I'll say maybe this is my pick i have another <laughs> okay. guy that is in mind uh in cole raggins who i'm debating um, wow. as like a dark horse type pick wow. um because he looked really good like today he, he looked good today. 101 miles per hour that was like yeah. oh my god this dude's good uh but yeah Even so the royals are developing pitchers <laughs> mats uh yeah so uh corbin burns um i do think he's in for a really big season he's in a walk year guys tend to want to pitch their best or play their best when they're about to enter their free agency and i wouldn't expect uh, uh, 
Corbin Burns to be much different than Blake Snell was last year when he did the same thing. Uh, so uh, I'm really liking Burns getting into a, an environment um, with new ownership, young squad around him that's ready to win. It's more and motivation. And he's the guy that he is the the piece like that. We I mean, when the Orioles made the playoffs last year, we we everybody it wasn't just us was saying they need more pitching. And it yep. definitely proved itself true in the playoffs. And so what they went out and did it after the, the new owners bought the team. So um, I love that. And if he gets off to a quick start, I kind of thought they'd already do it, honestly. But if he gets off to a quick start, look for an extension talks. I don't know if they'll necessarily do it right away, but look for talks to start uh, unless he does want to just go to free agency, which more power to him if he does. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's he's obviously excellent. And yeah, last year was just a slight dip, but I think he's going right back up. Yeah, agreed. All right, moving on to number eight on our list. And I'll be honest, probably the most unsure inclusion of any player I have in this top 10, and that's Zach Allen. Um, obviously, Zach Allen last year w- was great, like really, really, really solid. 210 innings, 347 ERA. Um, you know, the, the numbers look good. Obviously, the, the Diamondbacks came out of nowhere to win the NL pennant, and he was a large part of that. I just can't tell who the real Zach Allen is. If he's more like, you know, the last two years, I'm feeling really good about it. But something just tells me that he's a, a really good pitcher and not like a top 10 pitcher. Um, and you, you kind of look at some of the peripherals. It, it's not horrible. Like he dropped his walk rate. Um, his K rate has dropped a little bit over the past couple of years, but like it, it's still fine. Um, th- there's some things that just kind of what's like a step, like a red flag, like an orange flag. Like that, that's kind of <laughs> just how I feel. Just a slight um, worry. Yeah. Yeah. His expected ERA is like a, a 418 last year where he had a 347, and that's not entirely uncommon. Um, it's never really going to be a direct match. His FIP was respectable at a three, two, six. So I'm just trying to kind of put my finger on it. I, I need one more year to finally be sold, but I had him in my top 10. Uh, nevertheless, I had him at 10 because the, it, 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 I'll talk about my honorable mention here in a little bit, but like I, I have seen enough to where I think he is a top 10 in this current landscape. I just don't know if I've seen enough to ha- have him stay there, if that makes sense. No, I think that's fair because there are there are a couple concerns. And one yeah. of the biggest concerns was that he wasn't a very good pitcher on the road. He did a lot mm. of his best damage at home. So he needs to try and even that out for me. That's basically one of his last things because he threw 210 innings. He had the most starts in the league. That's I love that reliability. Um, yep. Basically, you yep. know what this guy's going to go deep in the game and he's going to provide you uh, with with great strikeout numbers. Uh, he's not going to walk a ton of guys. He doesn't give up a ton of homers, pretty much everything you want. Um, mm-hmm. Just is this, can he do it again at this extent? I think, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of okay to question, is he an ace at this point? Um, just because that's kind of how I'm feeling. Yeah. Just because uh, it was the first time he's done this and there's, there was troubles about, you know, how well he pitched on the road and he wasn't amazing in the playoffs. He had some, he had a couple good outings, but he wasn't incredible by any means. So kind of just trying to see, does he got that dog in him? You know, let's see this, let's yeah. see some more dog and then we'll, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll be able to definitively uh, keep him in the top 10, but 
Uh, yeah, and I, that's a good point. This current pitching landscape, he's definitely a top 10 because <laughs> right. this is just yeah, a weird su- list. <laughs> super dependable, like, you know, any team would love to have him. Not saying, you know, not arguing any of that. I think it's also maybe I'm just missing some of the the like appealing stats, the strikeouts or anything like that. I I, I need a little bit more even though he had a great year last year, it kind of seems a little bit greedy, but I, I just want to see something else. Just, just, just show me a little bit more. Um, all right, moving on to number nine on our list is kind of a su- surprising one. Like I have no issues with him on this list, but you, you talk about just wild careers and now he has <laughs> yet another new team that is Sonny gray. And I think there were times, especially, you know, when he was coming up with Oakland where you're like, Oh yeah, Sonny Gray's top 10 or Sonny Gray's going to be top 10. I I think that was fine. But then the next like three to four years transpired and you're just like, Sonny Gray top 10, get out of here. <laughs> and then like, it's it just like back and forth, snip, snap, snip, snap. And like the, the fact of the matter is he was great in Minnesota two-year stint i mean even before that in cincinnati he was super solid so you know it wasn't a huge surprise it was just like his career is almost bookended with like really good performance and in the middle is just like this it's not a pile of shit but it's like a, it's a small pile of shit um it, it's just, it's just been a wild career for sonny gray um but he he was exceptional last year i understand why he got paid um he just was really really solid 279 uh 283 fip both really 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 good doesn't strike out a lot of guys walks some not terribly but he doesn't allow home runs last year 0.39 home runs per nine innings that's that's what really saved him in in my mind like pretty good ground ball rate it's just he he learned how to pitch almost like he just was not getting beat in in a lot of ways and that's just you you have to commend that like if you're smart enough to know how to pitch know how to get guys out without like the top tier strikeout stuff you belong in this top 10 list yeah no i uh i absolutely loved what i saw from sunny gray last year that sweeper really became Mm-hmm. his main weapon uh with his sinker tunneling off of that it was just very hard for hitters to make solid contact uh, you're you're kind of going up there hoping to get a single as opposed to hitting a homer off of him, but just because he's so hard to to connect with, so hard to barrel um, with with that sweeper, especially. Um, he's also a little bit older for for this list, but uh, yeah, I I do like that. Yeah, I think what you what you said is true. He he really did. He looked like he learned how to pitch last year. He wasn't he wasn't necessarily trying to strike everyone out. He was trying to get mm-hmm. weak contact, which I definitely appreciated because. Uh, helped him get his innings back up uh, to where, you know, he was he was throwing 200 innings as an A, and then he went to New York. Kind of that kind that whole saga of his career was yeah. just it just wasn't a good match. It wasn't a good fit in New York, and since he's left there, he's been pretty good. So, um, yeah, I'm ex- I'm not you know what I was gonna say I'm excited, but I'm not because he's on <laughs> he's on the Phillies, <laughs> so. I guess I'll just I'm intrigued to see uh, Keep forgetting if he why do I think Cardinals? 
Because well, they I, they were they were in on him early on. That was a but report. who did they? Oh, they ended up signing the the old team. Yeah, they got or like a bunch of old dudes. They got Gibson. But I guess Sonny Gray Lancelin would, would techn- technically qualify for yeah uh, yeah you know. AARP. Um, but yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, of no, Sonny, Sonny Gray, Gray signed just... with the no Sonny Gray signed with the Cardinals. He I'm did insane. Yeah, he signed with the Cardinals. You awesome. said that, and I was like, I was like, no. Who did the Philly? Didn't no. the Philly sign somebody? Yeah, Aaron Nola. Yeah, they okay. I sw- I yeah. swore <laughs> he signed with the Phillies. I was like, you said it. I was like, oh yeah, Phillies. That sounds right. I was like, wait. See, no. that does I I've been in I've been in baseball mode for like a couple months. Like I should know that. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> uh that's a, awesome. I can actually root for him. Let's go. Yeah, there you uh, go. You know what? I'm a big fan of Sonny Gray, and I hope he does well this <laughs> Yeah, there he's definitely top five. He's awesome. I love him. <laughs> um yeah, but in all seriousness, he's excellent. Um, and he he his ability to, to induce soft contact is one of at one of the highest levels in the game right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And rounding out our list, number 10 is the guy I am. If I had to pick one pitcher in baseball, say, hey, three years from now, who do you think's an unquestionable top three arm in the league? George Kirby is my pick. I absolutely love George Kirby's game. And I know for some, it might be a little early to make this call. And I get it. But again, this kind of turns back to the the whole conversation of the current pitching landscape, right? There is a changing of the, like a passing the baton between the old guard and the, the, the young pups, right? Like we, we talked about it off the top Verlander Scherzer. Uh, I mean, Otani did injury DeGrom We'll see, but like all of those staples are, you know, at the end of their careers, I, aside from Otani, obviously that's, that's a different story, but like, all those guys that we're just we've been used to watching and seeing even guys like Cole and Wheeler who are at the top of our list now they're approaching that age where statistically they yeah they they become like good but not quite the the you know the dominant aces they once were in their quote unquote prime you know they still could have one or could have one or two more you know really su- successful seasons i mean Justin Verlander just won a, a Cy Young at age 39. So we just remembered, you know, 10 minutes ago, but for me, George Kirby is like right up there with the Spencer Striders of the world with who's going to be some of the best pitchers in baseball. And, you know, maybe even sooner than that, I really, really, really like George Kirby's game. And the thing is, I think there's, I know there's room for improvement. I mean, especially in the strikeout numbers, his strikeout numbers were not like what you would expect for a guy who put up the numbers he did. Um, but he he was still really respectable, three three five ERA, three three four uh, FIP. So this is one of the few instances where like it does actually match up. That it's incredibly rare. Um, and you know the the home runs were you know perfectly acceptable. It does not walk a lot of guys whatsoever. Um, pitches to contact, knows how to get out to do this at age twenty five and not like you see so many guys who have like great stuff that struggle with command, struggle with walks, give up the long ball, whatever it may be. Kirby's entering the league and like not really struggling with any of that. Um, So I think that the ceiling is immensely high for him and I cannot wait to see what he does this year. I don't know what the Mariners are doing, but I just know George Kirby is going to be a large part of what they are trying to do. 
George Kirby is Mike Rizzo's favorite pitcher because he does not throw ball four <laughs> very often. Uh, he led the league in walks per nine innings, less than one walk per nine innings. It's absurd. In the modern really. in modern baseball is ridiculous. Yeah. Great band, by the way. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely a big fan of George Kirby. I had him at number eleven uh, if we were expanding, uh, because like like you said, he is very young and. Uh, I'm just I'm curious. Can he continue to to do this? Can he attack like this? And and is is the book effective? on him going to change the way he pitches? Yeah. Basically, and I think it. I think he will be able to continue because he actually still. He, like you said, he still has room for improvement in the strikeout numbers, specifically with his breaking pitches. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that those pitches can still improve and get better. So. As he continues to expand his arsenal, um, I would expect the K numbers to go up, and I would like to see the walk numbers stay there. I mean, he's just kind of a "here it is, hit it" type guy, and uh, <laughs> it's it's very effective for him, and it helps yeah. him get deep into games. That's a big thing. Yep. His pitch counts were never high. He like even though like he had 109 innings, which is at the upper tier, he probably could have gone more. Uh, in in many different games, they pulled him earlier um, because he is a younger guy. But I would like to see him, his leash get extended and, and start getting into the seventh and eighth and maybe even be a guy who can get be one of the few players who can do a complete game shutout. <laughs> like so I'm ready, speaking I'm ready of to... things that are, were so common and now are just complete games in general, not even yeah, shutout. Not even shutout. Yeah, for real. So I, I love a good complete game. And George Kirby, if they let him cook, might be a guy who can do that once, maybe multiple times per season. And I'll just roll right into it. My honorable mention, a guy I did not feel great about leaving off this list, but I I need to see that one truly dominant season. The, the season we think, have thought for a while was coming, but just hasn't come to fruition yet. Luis Castillo is my number 11. I really, really like his game. You want to talk about one of the best change-up in, change-ups in baseball. He has one. Um, I just need to see that elite season. He's been very, very, very good in his career, but I can't, you know, there's so much very good that I can't necessarily argue if he's elite, if that's, you know, if that sort of makes sense. Whereas like George Kirby, super young, we can kind of project a little bit. Luis Castillo is super steady, but like so steady that you almost can't argue, you know, that he he was elite, but I, I really like his game. And you want to talk another, there's a lot of sneaky Cy Young picks in the AL and Luis Castillo is still one of them as well. Yeah. Especially like we said, there really isn't a end all be all guy to pick. Like yeah. <laughs> most, most of your picks are going to be like, all right, yeah, that could happen. Yeah. For um, sure. <laughs> I, have, I have a few, I have a few honorable mentions here. So I'll go with my first guy who actually did rank in the top 10, which is Pablo Lopez, who I absolutely love and have really been into his game since he's been in Miami. And he's like 27. I just found that out. He's very, very young. He's, yeah. he's just entering his prime coming off of his best season where he struck out more than 10 batters per nine innings. I'm very excited to see what he does uh, for that twin staff. Like that and break. then I've got, uh, so Kodai Senga was another guy I want to talk about. I also like that pick. He has now entered the injured list, so he won't yeah, he be has. starting the season. So I, I decided just to keep him off because if he was going to be healthy, I would I was looking at him as a potential Cy Young guy if he'd get those innings up um, because he's, mm-hmm. his stuff is clearly there. And my final uh, honorable mention I will say is uh, Justin Steele. This is another young pitcher. Really good season. Young pitcher who is another guy who, like you talked about the changing of the guard kind of 
he's another guy who's coming up and uh he just he struggled right at the end because he had a really good season up until he got into his to basically this is career high in innings uh so he got he got up and started to get a little bit fatigued had a couple stinker starts at the end that sort of took him out of Cy Young contention but he's a great pitcher and I and I'm excited to see what he does moving forward with that Cubs team that added Cody Bellinger last night so now I'm looking at the Cubs as potentially you know fighting for that NL Central spot um But those are my three honorable mentions for the starters. Um, yeah, let's move right into our relievers real quick. We're going to do it quickly. Um, because yeah, we've just rattle them off. Uh, so our top, we're doing a top five for relievers. It's extremely difficult to pick these, by the way. So we went with Devin Williams at number one, David Bednar at number two, Emmanuel Classe at number three, Josh Hader at number four. And our number five pick is Edwin Diaz, who is returning this season. Pretty excited to see him. Uh, although he is on the Mets, I do like watching him pitch. He's very fun to watch. And I will say the honorable mention is Tanner Scott, who has been very good for the last two seasons for Miami. He threw a lot of mm -hmm. innings last year, um, and he's pretty nasty. So watch out for him. Um, but I, I think that that list is is solid because these guys have been there, done that, and it's hard to stay consistent right. as relievers. So these guys have been consistent. And as difficult as that is, that, that means that they have to be you know, a little bit more respected in that front. But Edwin Diaz right. obviously didn't pitch last year, but everyone knows. There's enough. There's <laughs> enough there. If he if know. he gets back to even like 75% of his 2022 season, then he's still a top five reliever in the league. But that's pretty much going to wrap up ranking season. Nick, how are you feeling about these rankings that we've done? Because I'm feeling pretty good. I think we done it. I think we did a good job. Yeah, it feels like this year we're not going to look back and be like, oh, tough one. <laughs> yeah, you know, but there's we'll see. We'll there see. There was definitely some of that uh, from our previous lists. And uh, but, I, you know, I like where we're at right now. <laughs> Did you know Pablo Lopez signed an extension with the twins? Yeah, no, I, I yes. where, where, where was I? I don't remember that. Anyways. <laughs> yes. He did. Anyways, we're slowly getting back into baseball mode, if you can't tell. Um, so, yeah, ranking season is kind of the official uh close of the winter talk and with the close of the winter talk means we get to talk spring training so as this um you know next month or so unfolds we'll talk divisions we'll talk what's going on in spring training we'll have some more nats episodes we are really ramping up the season before we know opening day will be here lots to talk about lots to discuss lots of bold takes to happen so i cannot wait to get into it in the meantime be sure to follow us on twitter uh, all of our handles are below if you're watching on youtube and if you're not watching on youtube first of all i appreciate listening on the audio format but there's also a video format so please check us out district baseball on youtube hit the subscribe button follow us on tiktok at district baseball and twitter at district bsb we appreciate listening Next week, we start the division previews, so cannot wait, and you won't want to miss it. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, see you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.